1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today, we're... Following up with She-Hulk and what she's doing in episode two, and boy oh boy, I don't know. It's a weird episode because I feel like nothing really happens, but it's an exciting episode because a lot happens, Um, if that makes any sense. I feel like there's. it's definitely a setup episode, whereas last Mm -hmm. episode was sort of like a condensed origin episode this episode is very much like a what are we dealing with this season episode um we get well we don't really get our first glimpse of abomination um you know we get Mm -hmm. a previous glimpse of abomination um We do get a joke or two about the fact, or three, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that um, Hulk is changed um, since Abomination, but you know we'll get there in due time. Uh, I think overall I enjoyed the episode, and I'm excited to talk about the second post-credit scene, which. Oh my gosh! Two episodes in a row. We've gotten a
2: post credit scene. Well, they already announced we're getting a post credit in every single episode. Oh, I didn't. I missed that announcement. But that's exciting because we talked about it in the last episode.
1: Oh, I don't Uh know. I Uh I glazed over it, I guess. But uh, (laughs) no, I I didn't realize that. But that's exciting. But you know, I do hope that maybe they lean
2: a little bit more into prep for next episode
1: post-credits scene? yeah that's
2: that's the question like that uh elise and i were talking about is like we we know which is pretty awesome that we're getting post-credits in every episode but the question is is like how many are going to be throwaway versus how many are going to be building into mm-hmm. more of the story mm-hmm.
1: so hopefully hopefully we get a little bit more story stuff moving forward yeah. but i'm fine with these fun little you know it's just something mm-hmm. i just wanted something and now yeah, we yeah. have something so that's great yeah.
0: Uh. (laughs) hello everyone this is elisa of agents of mace at an undisclosed location which is somewhere in my house but i'm not telling you where and i'm here to share my thoughts on this week's she-hulk episode two superhuman law okay so where we open in the episode uh we kind of cut back to What happened at the end of the last one where Jennifer was in the middle of a big case. She was doing final arguments. And then Titania showed up and Jen hulked out, got rid of Titania, saved the jurors. And now that's caused uh, the trial to be declared a mistrial because the jurors would side with Jen because she saved their lives. We also learned that Titania was basically just trying to escape traffic court, which, girl, relatable. So, Jen also loses her job. Uh, She tries around in a bunch of different law firms, but despite the fact that she's gotten really popular as She-Hulk, she's become a hero to a lot of people. Uh, People are the ones also who call her She-Hulk, and she hates it. She wants any other name besides She-Hulk, I think. Uh, She can't find a job because they consider her to be a liability and a sideshow. And so we see her looking, like, wistfully at uh, random jobs all over the world. But, you know, she Googled, like, fresh start jobs. And so she's worried that she's not even going to be able to use these skills that she's honed over the years, this education that she says that she took out uh, six figures in student loans to get, which is her passion. She's already said she doesn't really want to be a superhero. She wants to be a lawyer. She also, uh, when people suggest, or her friends suggest, that she'd just become a superhero, she says she doesn't even know if the Avengers make a salary or get health care, which which is a real question. We know from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier that they don't really get paid. Not exactly. Uh, people are sometimes kind and send them some money. I imagine that when Tony was around, he probably didn't let his friends go without stuff. But as far as a health care plan, I'm guessing Not. Uh, Not least of which, because most of them have some sort of healing or regenerative powers, uh, which Jennifer probably honestly does have, because we know that Bruce, as Hulk, is extremely hard to injure or get sick. Uh, She also asks about maternity leave, which, good question. Um, Again, I would think not, because, uh, first of all, there aren't enough girls on the team to warrant that kind of consideration. God... And also because it's not like they, like, punch a clock. She's not required to be there a certain number of days per year. Uh, So maternity leave would probably take care of itself. If she decided to take time to be with her child, she'd probably be good. Um, So don't write off the Avengers quite yet, Jen. You probably have it all taken care of.
1: So, yeah, I guess uh, what are your first thoughts for this episode?
2: Short and sweet. Mm. It's not a very long episode. This is like twenty six minutes. Oh. Um, so it kind of gives you a feel of like what they're doing. Is this you know we're probably going to get another season where everything bounces around in terms of length. Um, you know for what it is, it's it's a very tight episode, but it kind of covers like I think the core foundation of like where this is going. Um, you know, like you said, like being like a superhero esque show, you do kind of expect actiony events to go on, but we're also dealing with just like a more grounded episode, right? Cause you definitely get that old school, like Peter Parker vibe of like, well crap, like how do I like make all this stuff work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think, uh, they definitely bring up some, some solid points that we've discussed in past episodes. Um, you know, I think some of the jokes or, or some of the moments in this were a little bit too like set up, like, we'll get to him in a second you know but there's like of course like the big silence of the lambs ones like i mean you see that coming like you Mm -hmm. know it's just kind of like i don't know just makes it feel lazy to me i call that like i feel like with a lot of these episodes i always go like these are so lazy like why why are they doing this like get more clever with like setting things up and pulling these these kind of moments and jokes and references but um yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's fine. Um, you know, I think the Easter eggs in this are what's really cool because mm-hmm. this kind of sets up a... Definitely, it's setting up the bigger world of what's going on right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think to start, one thing that I really enjoy from Marvel in general is they've been taking a lot more of what's happening in the universe and giving it, like, real-world consequences... Yeah. As far as, like, how would people actually deal with a situation like this? Of mm-hmm. course, it's still a comic book, so it's a little bit less, you know, out there. But also, we have to think that the events of this show are happening long after the Avengers have been a thing, and the world's almost been destroyed twice. And so, the moment where she gets fired from her job, and he explains why he's firing her, it was like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's probably, like, something that would happen in a real-world situation like that. I mean, obviously, you know, the government is going to try to control anyone with super abilities and anything like Mm -hmm. that, but, like, we've already dealt with all that through the other series, so this is just kind of like a... Everyone accepts that they're
2: super-powered people. Yeah. It's kind of like... like it's not you it's me type moment yeah (laughs) it's just like look you're great you did a great thing but you're a liability exactly gotta go yeah yeah
1: (laughs) we can't ever win cases because people are just gonna want to give it to you yeah uh so i thought that was that's a fun thing that marvel is doing where they're they're taking these situations and making them as like air quote realistic as possible Mm -hmm. um we also, early on, get a moment where we get to see uh, what her phone background is, and it's Captain America's butt. <laughs> <laughs> she talked about it a lot in episode one, and there it is. Yeah. Episode two. <laughs> I uh, I feel like a lot of the, sort of like you said, a lot of the like Easter egg-y things they're getting a little bit better at like showing them, but not drawing attention to them. Whereas I feel like in the last couple series, it's been like someone would like pick it up and shove it in your mm-hmm. face and be like, hey, yeah. look, look, my background's Captain America's butt. Or in this, it was just like, it was there. And if you weren't paying attention, then you probably didn't see it. But
2: like, do we want to go ahead and just talk about the biggest one? Sure. Wolverine's referenced.
1: Where? I didn't
2: see that here.
1: you didn't see that uh, no i'm excited there's
2: a there's a screen hang on let me let me find it real quick so there's a moment where um so kind of i mean we've kind of set it up basically the start of this episode she gets fired and so she's basically put on this job hunt and where it's constantly just going through you know uh just all of these various businesses that are just like nope not hiring can't hire you sorry and so there's a moment where you see a screen where it's uh it says like ten offbeat jobs for a fresh start, and then if you look in the corner there, which there is a QR code. I'm not sure where the, what the QR code takes you to, so we'll have to verify that. But there there's a, a section that says Iron Man's threes, and then it has related articles. And the first one says, "Man fights with metal claws in bar brawl." Uh, oh, I didn't see that. Now I have to go back and watch it. The one right below this, though, because this also is set. A lot of this is setting up like where this is taking place in the timeline, Mm -hmm. and we'll get to, you know, to to another big moment, which is at the very end. But the the article right below that is why there is a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean.
1: Okay. So the and then
2: there's a third one, but I can't read the full thing. It says scientists discover something something inside, but that's all I can see based on the image. Okay maybe but
1: another round Wolverine yeah that's exists. super exciting <laughs> that is i'm hoping that that means we will start to see some more mutants or at least see well even
2: see, even like when she even like one of the earlier lines um as she's basically being you know so she's going through like application after application just getting denied, denied, denied. And um, finally, she's just like sitting at a bar where essentially the people that fired her want to rehire her. And this is where we kind of get this introduction of like, well, we're kind of built out our own division. But as she's being brought into the office, they kind of reference like there's all these people with superhuman abilities now. Mm -hmm. To me, I'm viewing that as like mutants. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they're probably this is now building out this world where mutations are now here. We don't really know the origin Mm -hmm. in terms of the MCU of like all this as of yet, but it seems like mutants are now around. Like, people are coming forward, like, I've got these weird abilities. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm getting sued. (laughs) Who knows what's going on, right? And it (laughs) seems like that's
1: like the, the I don't know what this season like the lawyer side of the season kind of is leading Mm -hmm. towards there's all these new people with powers. And there's even the moment where they're having the family dinner. Mm -hmm. The mom is like, Oh, there's this guy at work and he wants to be a superhero. And it's like, okay, does he want to be a superhero because he has powers or abilities? Exactly. Yeah. Um, And same with her team. I'm wondering, you know, she's now the head of this superhero Mm -hmm. protection division at this law firm. And they want her to be in She-Hulk form mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. Are the other people on this team
2: also powered in some way? That's the question is like, <clears throat> what's really going on? Like, the people that started this division, are they mutants? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I guess that's just the underlying question is like, Let's say mutants do exist right now and that she's around them. How long have they been around? Like, mm-hmm. how many of them can actually fully control their powers and they can keep it a secret mm-hmm. versus like the people that are just discovering their powers and accidents happen and they're getting sued or mm-hmm. lose, you know, whatever. Like,
1: or could it be like the, other- the snap? Are we maybe thinking that the snap? when the people the came back, yeah, the blip, when the people yeah. came back, that maybe their latent powers that they had are now brought to the surface. And so they're it's all possible. To... I mean,
2: they could, they could utilize the blip in, in this way of like, this is how that happens. Because mm-hmm. well, the
1: ter- the Terrigen miss is sort of like the catalyst for a lot right. of mutant activity, especially with newer mutants in DMC or in the comics. Yeah. Um, I know that like, you know, comic book accurate would be that mutants have always been here, but right. the they kind of redid some of that with the Terrigen Mist to create new mutants. Um, but we've already kind of you know a big part of that storyline is Miss Marvel, and we've already seen that they're kind of altering that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they're if it is just sort of like they've always been here and now they're coming out or
2: i don't know it's interesting it's the question (laughs) because because i'm curious to see how much of tim roth and abomination are we going to see like is this entire season really going to be focused around a case for abomination Mm -hmm. or is it only going to be like maybe the next few episodes and then it kind of is it going to introduce? You know, I could see this kind of maybe potentially closing with a case related to a, a, a known mutant. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: we're definitely going to have to get long at some point, just the way Wong's, this yeah, I mean this yeah, episode well, ends
2: and the way yeah um yeah, so she gets the job. It's great. She's excited. She's in She Hulk form, and. They basically tell her, like, oh, your first case is abomination, and, like, if you don't take it, you're fine, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of forcing her into it. I thought the moment where she calls uh, Bruce because she, like, knows about the his past and, like, mm-hmm. their fight and what they dealt with was pretty uh, interesting that, like, it's just there's like this whole like Zen vibe Mm -hmm. between them all. I'm wondering where that comes from. I'm wondering if there's, if there's a moment we're going to see where maybe Wong pulled Hulk and Abomination together Mm -hmm. and was just like, look, you got to like be chill about this. (laughs) Work it out. Yeah. I don't know. Um,
1: I do. I do think that Abomination in this case are going to be a bigger role in this season but I'm more so thinking that the, the head of this law firm that she's at now is not a good guy because like immediately he's like, this is the case you're working on. We're going to get him out. And it was like, Oh, but that seems a little rushed. Uh, but then, you know, she also mentions that like abomination makes a lot of good points. Um, That, you know, the government did it to him. He didn't want it. The only reason he went on the rampage was because of the super soldier serum. All this stuff. And it's kind of like, is he making good points, though? Because, like, I mean, he did all that stuff. Like, we just watched that movie. It's not like he's going crazy. It's not like Hulk, right? Like, Hulk has Mm -hmm. a whole other person. Bruce Banner has a whole other personality inside of him that is Hulk. Mm-hmm. that's not the case with Abomination. So mm-hmm. that was all him. And I feel like Jen like really jumped on it and was like, yeah. Oh yeah, he's making good points. And it was like, I don't know. So I don't know if, if like Abomination is going to become a villain in this or if, the, the head of the law firm is maybe working with maybe we'll get a new General Ross. And like yeah. that's who he's working for and he's trying to get Abomination back so they can experiment on him or something. I don't know. I just feel like right. it's not an OK situation.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely expect we're going to see. Um, Val- is it Valentina? Mm
1: hmm.
2: I th- I feel like we'll see Valentina show up again. If she's building this alternate Avengers team. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably gotta be like a post credit scene near the end.
1: I mean hope so. We haven't seen her in a while, so Yeah. It's time yeah. to she's, bring her back. She's,
2: <laughs> she's around. She's gotta she's gotta pop in at some point. <laughs> you know. Um and we didn't really see anything regarding, um, oh, I, I need to get familiar with the names. The uh, Who's the main She-Hulk villain that we see in the first episode? Oh, Titania? 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 Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't see anything related to, like, her character.
1: Yeah, they just sort of, like, offhandedly mention that, like, she caused mm-hmm. the outbreak in the first episode. But then, yeah, they don't talk about, like, is she in prison? Is She-Hulk going to have to, like, work a case for her? Or, like, anything mm-hmm. like that. It was just like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting.
2: That's I'd say that's, like, probably the the annoying things that I've found with these first two episodes. is like, you kind of show something, and then it's just quickly brushed off without any deeper explanation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, why can't we get... 45-minute episodes where we can actually go a little bit further yeah. to build out what's going on. Because uh, this this kind of goes back into like when she's having her conversation with Bruce, and he's like, or I guess at this point, Smart Hulk, and it's just like, oh, no big deal. Yeah, that's in the past, water in the bridge, like, stay. <laughs> we're totally cool. You, you can go talk with him. And then, like, as it zooms out, he's on a ship in Mm -hmm. outer space like going into hyperspeed the Mm -hmm. question is is like is this the ship that came down that caused them to crash
1: so yeah this is something that i know you guys talked about and i talked about last week as well that the the ship has i guess implications of what could be this season or could be a greater mcu thing um You know, the ship comes down, it causes them to crash. That's the first Mm -hmm. time we see the ship. They're just like, it's a Zakarian ship. So it is, the ship that he's on is the ship that caused them to crash. Mm -hmm. The question is, does that have anything to do with this season? Or is that something that, like, is going to come up in one of the MCU movies? Where, like, Hulk has to go and, like, he's on... Zakaria, and mm-hmm. we know that because we saw it in She-Hulk or mm-hmm. is this just a lazy way to get Hulk like they had to have Hulk in the first episode to create She-Hulk mm-hmm. and then they were like okay well we can't have Hulk here to help her mm-hmm. so let's just send him away yeah is this like a Captain Marvel situation where they're just like right. well you're too strong you can't be here so
2: could be <clears throat> like Seeing that we see the ship again and he's on it, the another question is like, was there anyone on the ship to begin with, mm-hmm. or was this remotely sent to pick him up? Like, mm-hmm. clearly, he's not stressed about this at all, right? So he kind like, it's kind of setting this up. Like, he, you know, if if we are leading into Hulk's son or his general, I guess family now. <laughs> He's got to know about it, right? Like he's, it's, he's probably known about it. It's just one of these things. Like it's a long distance thing and I got to be on earth and protect earth or whatever. I don't know, but right. yeah, he's got zero issues. It seems going into space to go like where he's going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's,
1: it's Marvel. So it could be something that we won't find out for another day year and a half and then all of a sudden it'll pop up in a movie and it will be like ah yeah we're i remember that or it could just be nothing yeah or it could be something where he comes back at the end of the season and like that's that's when we find
2: out what he was doing like yeah uh yeah this is another one of those things where like i'm kind of not expecting to see hulk until like maybe the very last episode Mm mm-hmm
0: she does get a job offer while she has been at this bar, and she's uh, perhaps a, uh, a little sad. She says that she's on a budget now, and the gentleman that she almost beat in uh, her previous court case, court case offers her a position at his firm, because he said she was about to beat them, and they want the best people, and she accepts... Not really uh, knowing why he wants her yet. She shows up on Monday morning when he tells her that she needs to be there. But he insists that she be there as She-Hulk. That he wants her to appear in court as She-Hulk. He wants her to be in the office as She-Hulk because he wants her to head up his new superhuman law division. Which, da, da, da that's the title of the episode. And of course, she's not into it. Uh, she doesn't want to be like the, the token super person uh, at this law firm. And she especially has some reservations when she finds out that her first client is Emil Blonsky. Now, listeners of the podcast and people who are very familiar with the MCU will remember that Blonsky was the villain in the first Hulk movie, the Ed Norton Hulk movie. And so she says that she's got a conflict of interest because she obviously can't defend someone who almost murdered her family member. But the, the um, lawyer that she works for just kind of like shrugs it off and says, it'll be fine, whatever, Jen. Said that he had signed a uh, conflict of interest waiver and asked her to go talk to him. And when she goes to meet him... She is surprised to find that he is very pleasant. He seems like he's changed. I would I would almost call this adorable. Like he's definitely playing up the big puppy dog eyes, and he tells a pretty convincing story that uh, his rampage happened because he was given a super uh, a super soldier serum by the United States government, uh, and that he thought that he was the good guy in this case. That he was supposed to be taking out a threat, the Hulk. Uh, and the way he put it was that he thought he was going to be like captain america and so you can see her legal brain working thinking that she can definitely win this case and again tim roth is doing the big puppy dog eyes, and he's telling stories about how he has seven soulmates <laughs> whom he wants to uh go and be with after he gets out of prison said so they bought him a house which is nice um Also, I noticed that uh, Blonsky's holding cell looks a lot like the one that they used for Loki in the Avengers. So, interesting connection there.
1: Hey everyone, Drew here. Sorry to interrupt this episode of Agents of Mace, but if you listened last week, you know that this week we are announcing our first ever giveaway winner. The giveaway prize was the Spider-Man Homecoming Marvel Collector Core exclusive pop. So without further ado, a drum roll, please. The winner is Brooke Irwin. Congratulations, Brooke Irwin. If you want the chance to win a giveaway like Brooke did, then check out our Instagram or our Facebook page, Agents of Mace. We'll post all of our giveaways along with rules and instructions for how to enter on our social media. So with that, back to the episode. I'm excited that we got a main Avenger in yeah. one of these shows because, mm-hmm. some, you know,
2: we also get uh, Hawkeye referenced quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I love the like the everyday people questions because, mm-hmm. like, if if this was real, if we were like in New York City and this is like legitimately happening. <laughs> these are the questions I would probably ask like who's going around picking up Hawkeye's zeros? Yeah. yeah. I wrote down
1: in my <laughs> notes Hawkeye, Hawkeye question equals valid. Because yeah, yeah. I mean even even in the Hawkeye series didn't really you know he touched on the yeah. fact that like oh, he runs out of special arrows and he has to make more. But like mm-hmm. he also talks about how the shafts that he used for those arrows are, like, special Stark Tech shafts, and so mm-hmm. he has to, like, get back as many as he can. So <laughs> it is sort of like, okay, so wait, he has to go... He has to, like, go back and, like, loop yeah. the battle scene and pick up all of his arrow shafts. So, I mean, it's a good, it's a good question.
2: <laughs> it's, like, going from that until like... I don't want to be an Avenger. Do Avengers even get paid? Do they have healthcare? Yeah. Do they have like vacation? <laughs> like do they have uh maternity leave? Like Right. Yeah.
1: I mean all good all solid all questions. Sh- <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do I did like the little uh a moment near the beginning where they're kind of talking about like you know, the billionaires that run things and there is like the subtle D C Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. Batman reference. Mm-hmm. which goes up again. That's like, if I'm Batman, like what do I do? If I'm like throwing like batarangs everywhere or like, if I had to like disconnect, like, you know, like from my grappling gun, like a rope with the the grapple, like, Do I go back and pick those up? Like,
1: I know we're a Marvel podcast, but I did just recently read, um, the, like the original red hood saga. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole moment where Batman is having a crisis because, uh, Wayne tech sold that part of the company or something. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't have access to any new gadgets. And so he's (laughs) like, or no, they made it public. That's what it was. They made Wayne tech public. So like he didn't have access to any gadgets now that like the regular person on the street couldn't buy. So Uh. he was like, I have to like keep the like few gadgets that I have that were prototypes, a secret, and I can't use them all because then I'll I'll be out. And it was like, yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's yeah. a good point.
2: Like, who's yeah. who's making your store of batarangs? Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I do like the. Yeah, I like. Let, let's bring this down to like low level, like or like normal level, because like even the most people that have the most money in the world probably still deal with these kind of issues, right? <laughs> like, you know, it's just like these just grievances of like. I would. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I I could drift on this. I feel like you know, depending <laughs> on which which Batman you're getting, like that's probably like part of like the sons of Batman. It's like okay, like I've used my gadget. I'll need to go around and get <laughs> yeah. <a> them. <little> <laughs> yeah, is that Robin's
1: job? Yeah, he has to go pick, yeah. pick everything up. Uh, no one has
2: it like Spider Man, where like Spider Man, his web will just eventually like disintegrate after so many. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but I do, and that's another thing that I like about the Spider Man, like you know, of course if I got the chance to be a Spider-Man, I would want to be Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and not have to worry about being smart enough to make all these web cartridges. (laughs) Yeah, it just happens. (laughs) But I think that the the introduction of web cartridges to Mm Spider-Man makes it more, again, more, air quote, believable, realistic, if you will. So I I enjoy that because it's like, yeah, he can run out. And then what does he do? I mean, yeah, he can still crawl on walls and stuff. But like...
2: (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, he's gonna have to jump as much as he can yeah, to get yeah. away.
1: And he can't even like go just pick up his old one, you know? Like it,
2: right. it disintegrates. Right. So Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I'm
1: I'm hoping uh, that stuff like that will kind of play more into this season because you know, as much as I enjoy the like big action scenes and stuff, I think there's a lot that could be done with she hulk being mm-hmm. a lawyer show and like her having yeah. to deal with stuff like that like i could see that being an issue right like she has to right. she has to represent spider-man because some you know neighborhood mm-hmm. in the city is complaining that there's spider web mm-hmm. around the light poles or something you know like i don't know it, it's yeah, it's yeah. something that would be funny to see her have to like deal with it in court is this weird yeah super powered issue yeah. Well, so
2: definitely. I'm so curious of like how how much will get brought up and how it will get brought up. Like, mm-hmm. if it's just going to end up being like these little background references, because she's focused on this abomination case. Mm-hmm. That behind the scenes, you're seeing like other members of the team are like dealing with like kingpin mm-hmm. or you know like the you know who are we going to see first? Are we going to see daredevil or are we going to see matt Murdock? because mm-hmm. we know like we know that matt Murdock's going to show up at some point so the question is is like how soon is that going to happen mm-hmm. is you know who is you know will they have to go against each other or like i don't know how all this works yeah but...
1: i had that thought because i i have a feeling with my intuition about this being a bad situation with uh yeah. abomination i feel like A, I feel like the Matt Murdock stuff isn't going to happen until the end of the season. And it's going to be like the teaser for the next season or for the Daredevil show. But I have a feeling that whenever the Abomination stuff wraps up, the next case that they're going to put her on is a case where she has to protect Kingpin. Like she has Mm. to represent him and try Mm -hmm. to get him off on some charge or whatever. Yeah. And that's when Matt Murdock is going to, like, step in and be like, hey, why are you protecting Kingpin? And then the season's going to be over, and we're not going to find out what happens until Mm -hmm. Daredevil or S.H.I.E.L.D. 2 or
2: whatever. Yeah. So So, the next question on top of my mind, but to build up to that, is basically after talking to Smart Hulk, mm -hmm. as he blasts off into space and they disconnect... (laughs) She can now call back her new boss and be like, "Hey, I've resolved all the personal conflicts. I can take on this case. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go. I've already have a plan." And she's even like being super confident, like a hundred percent. Like, I'm like, okay, really? Are you that good? (laughs) And then it's just like, well, before we do anything, you may want to turn on the news. (laughs) And then we see the moment from Shang Chi where it shows Abomination has actually gotten out of prison. Mm-hmm. And basically fighting Wong, mm-hmm. and then I love like the end. It's just like look looks back to the camera to talk to, directly to us, mm-hmm. and it's just like, well, crap. Yeah, <laughs> like, that changes everything. Yeah. So I would expect from this, the next step would be like, well, I need to go find Wong. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm curious if she if she'll try to find Wong through Abomination, or if she'll try to go through like the Avengers because. At this point, she probably can't connect with Smart Hole. Mm-hmm. If, he's, if he's on a whole other planet now, like, there's probably zero way for them to actually communicate. So, like, mm. what is she going to do?
1: Well, you know, does she even know who Wong is? And She may not. Yeah, she like, may, yeah that may be, like... This could who be who, a... Maybe, maybe she's, with? like, interrogating... Mm-hmm. Uh... Abomination, Or maybe she's even just, like, looking through security footage to see how he got out. And she sees Wong, yeah. like, pop in and pull him through a portal or whatever. So. Or maybe, maybe something um, crazy happens. And maybe that's not abomination. I mean, you know, like. <laughs> it's all open. So.
2: It, hey. Hey. If we're bringing in mutants and there's a shape shifting mutant that can just make themselves turn into Abomination, yeah. then that's kind of valid at this yeah. point. But you know, let's be real; like it's Abomination, yeah, and that yeah, was wrong. <laughs> and they're fighting, and we know like where this took place and with, when this took place, so we kind of like get the timeline gist of things. Now, it, it, a lot of this is just like who could show up at this point mm. if she sees that, like, like the rings. She's aware. She's probably already aware of Wong, or at least Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So if she knows how to go find Doctor Strange. What if Doctor Strange shows up? Mm-hmm. And because it's like, well, Wong's sorcerer supreme, so I really don't know where he's at, when he's at, and what's going on. Right. <laughs> like best of luck. He may just. it may just get like that, sh- that. Like a small moment where he's just very, you know, right. just like, eh. Best of luck to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's interesting, like. <laughs> Uh, when she's talking with her family and they mention the fact that they're like it's not the first time we've had to deal with the Hulk and the family and you didn't destroy a city. So I want to know like how much mm-hmm. I guess it's something that we like we don't know how much the average person knows in this world about the Avengers, yeah. but also like how much does her family know about right. Bruce and everything that he went through yeah do they know everything Do they know that you know did he come to them first and say like yeah i'm the hulk mm-hmm. or did they find that out through him working with the avengers there's just like a lot of who knows what yeah going on
2: and you also got to look at like the past you know the incredible hulk is like he you know had a love interest mm-hmm. did did that love interest ever come to family dinners like are right. they do they have more context of people that were very very close to Bruce right that can open up about some of this stuff yeah there's there's a lot there's like, again give us give us just 10 more minutes <laughs> like, <laughs> come on <laughs> i also read uh this morning that um that uh i guess the the marvel team had full control over the daredevil suit Oh okay, which is pretty cool. That so is like cool. they could do whatever they want with it. So yeah, hopefully that means we we'll get to see see like the new suit in action. Like, oh yeah, the season. I hope so.
1: I mean, I hope I do hope that that comes sooner rather than yeah. later. I just have oh, a yeah. feeling that it will be like a what we saw in the trailer is like what we're yeah. gonna get, and it's gonna be like the last thing we see. Mm-hmm. But. Who knows? Maybe that's next episode. I don't. I don't know. I <laughs> don't know. I, every time I think I know what's going on, they pull the rug out from under me, and something completely yeah. different happens. So there's a lot of room. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Jen decides to reach out to Bruce and tell him that she's decided to take on Wonsky as a client, and make sure that he's okay with it. And she also won't let him talk. He keeps trying to like engage in a conversation with her, but she's got she's got things to say. She just kind of steamrolls him um and hulk says that he and uh blonsky have kind of made up and says that uh that uh, blonsky sent him a really nice letter with uh hakus which he mentioned earlier he's he's been writing a lot of very heartfelt haikus to each of his victims and they kind of buried the hatchet and whenever jen asks if he's really okay with it he says yeah i'm a completely different person now literally which is our fun little way of making that Ed Norton movie canon in the MCU. Like, we knew it sort of was, but this is this is how we're going to, like, patch that up. Be like, yeah, he's a whole different person now. He's changed in so many ways, including all of them. So, whenever we zoom out here, we get something really interesting, which is that Bruce is on a spaceship. Presumably headed towards Sakaar. Um... So this is a big indicator that we might be getting that uh, Son of Hulk storyline that I've heard so many people talking about, uh, which would be interesting. i have watched that movie. That could be cool. Uh, and it also, to me, feels like this is the last we're going to see of Bruce during this season. So we'll see. I would love to have uh, more Bruce Banner by the end of this show's run, but I just don't know. It feels like a no, but I would be very happy to be wrong. So, at the end, uh, Jen gets back to the office. She's really excited to um, be defending Blonsky now, and she thinks she could win. She's bringing all of her legal know-how, all of her boss lady lawyer skills, and then she sees on TV that he escaped from prison and has been in that illegal fight club that we saw in shang <laughs> uh, Which is like, oh, no. But I appreciated this moment, even if Jen didn't, because it tells us exactly where in the MCU timeline we are. This is during Shang-Chi. <laughs> um, and that's kind of where we end for this week. Uh, she's got a pretty daunting task ahead of her. We did get a really cute mid credit scene where uh, she was helping her parents with stuff around their house. I do not even talk about the, the awkward dinner scene with her family, but that was, that was adorable. Whenever uh, her dad is like, I told you not to say anything about her getting fired. And then her cousin was like, oh, I thought you said to talk about it isn't that the way that it always is with family dinners and that is it i am really enjoying she hulk so far i think it's been so much fun really loving the character and the whole tone and it feels it feels really different from the other mcu shows i guess it would be most similar to miss marvel uh but there are still a lot of differences there that was more of a precious tiny teeny bopper and this is definitely it feels like a very like 90s female-led rom-com kind of thing very classic very into it and i can't wait for next week
1: i guess yeah so moving into the post-credits scene this episode uh we get to see her dad sort of dad and brother i guess sort of taking advantage of the fact that she's she-hulk so she's helping them fix a car tire she's (laughs) helping them hang the TV on the TV. wall, carry all the water inside, which I don't know if any of you listeners uh, use those water jugs or water jug services, but um, we do. We have one of those primo things, and mm-hmm. oil boy, whenever we buy like five of them at the store and come home <laughs> and I have to take them in two at a time because you can't carry five at once, Yeah, that would be great. I would love to carry them like that. <laughs> so uh, it's fun i, I you know yeah. we said at the time like the,
2: the little back and forth with the family like mm-hmm. i'm glad you're staying hydrated but this is don't you <laughs> be a little excessive <laughs> yeah
1: and, and it's fun yeah, it is fun to see sort of like how jen deals with being mm-hmm. she hulk just in like everyday moments which i feel like that's kind of what we're getting with these post-credit scenes it's just like her Mm-hmm. learning something new about being She-Hulk or dealing with something being She-Hulk. So I'm fine if that's what they want to continue. But yeah. know, like we said at the top, I do hope that maybe they lean a little bit more into teasing stuff either for the future of this or teasing stuff for the future of She-Hulk in general, like where she could go, who she could end up mm-hmm. fighting with. Yeah. So I guess we'll find out. But uh yeah. I think it's a solid solid second episode set everything up now we've, we're done with the origin we're done with the setup they can get straight into the meat of the season and yep. we don't have to do this ever again
2: yeah so that's the dream <laughs> <laughs> we won't know until next week though. yeah yeah that's true. <laughs> uh i wonder well, how much is killing people that got access to the first four episodes oh i'm sure
1: i am sure yeah Especially if the first four episodes were this, you'd be like, "What's gonna happen?" And I have to wait a whole another month. Yeah. Uh, do you have any uh, final thoughts, or do we miss anything?
2: Um, I just hope they just kind of just. To me, it's just like the whole like going down into like to meet abomination, and you're just like in this like facility, and you're going through all these levels like you knew they were setting up, like, you know, the Hannibal Mm Lecter-esque mentions and stuff. And, like, I'm okay with that if it's executed a little bit better. I hope they kind of, like, don't do so much of that. Even, Mm. like, the start of this episode, it's just, like, initially, like, well, what are we going to call this Hulk? Like, Mm -hmm. Chick Hulk and Lady Hulk. And I just, I don't know. I don't know why they do that. I get get some of it, but I'm just, like, (laughs) I feel like it's overdone at this point.
1: (laughs) Especially because that that part of the show was like I think I really enjoy She-Hulk so far because it's like here's like a cool strong Mm -hmm. female lead and I feel like they did a lot in the first episode to make her that and then in this episode they were like well they literally can't call her anything else right like the character's name is She-Hulk and yeah. so the fact that they brought it up, and she was like, "No, like I'm not. You can't call me She Hulk." And they were like, "Girl Hulk, Chick Hulk," and it was like, "I <laughs> yes, this is all offensive, but like, what are they going to
2: do?" Yeah, because the, the show like, is called She Hulk. Like the first thing is like Bruce is like or Smart. I don't know. Do we call him Bruce or Smart Hulk or both? Or I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like. So have they picked a name for you yet? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah and she she even mentions like having to be yeah. a derivative of the Hulk and it's like Yeah. You're setting this all up like you guys are going to change the name and that would be cool mm-hmm. but like I feel like now you can't because you've doubled down on the fact that the show's called She-Hulk, the character's called She-Hulk. Yeah. So it is weird that they spent they spent a so, little too much time on
2: that. Yeah. The uh the QR code in this episode takes you to issue number 1 of She-Hulk. Oh, very cool. All right, free comics. First first episode was the the Savage She-Hulk. This one is just She-Hulk. All right,
1: I please stick with it, Marvel. I don't know why you guys started (laughs) it and then took it away and then brought it back and then took it away again. Just stick with it. I mean, yeah, definitely. You know, it's not like they're giving away the whole novel version of it. You know, it's literally like a fifteen-page, twenty-page comic book. You're not losing money. So, hopefully that, that continues as well. Yeah. Uh, well, definitely join us next week when hopefully we'll be into the story of what's going on in no more setup. But maybe it will be set up. Who knows? Maybe we'll have Daredevil. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think for my question for you all this week is what do you think the Hulk is up to? Do you think that this... going to come back and be a part of the season do you think it's their way of getting him just out of the picture or do you think that this is a setup for a future marvel movie future marvel movie well flip that um (laughs) so yeah let us know what you think in the comments uh again the best way we're really trying to spread this podcast around so that we can get bigger and do more things for you guys and hopefully maybe even get like stuff early so we can talk about stuff early Um, for you Patreon subscribers so the best way to do that is word of mouth that's kind of like the best viral marketing for podcasts so if you enjoy this podcast and you have friends that like Marvel stuff tell your friends maybe they'll enjoy the podcast too (laughs) Uh, and definitely keep an eye on our social media Uh, we just did our first giveaway Uh, we announced Mm -hmm. the winner earlier this episode so that could be you next time we do a giveaway. So keep an eye on our social media. Make sure that you follow us and you'll see all of the rules and such um, as well as like what we're giving away. I may even start posting stuff on there just to kind of see like, hey, here's like five pops. You know, what do you guys want? Um, So yeah, keep an eye on social media and we will see you all next week.